Arsenal 2, Leeds United nil. The Gunners blasting their way into the last eight of the Carabao Cup. Myself, Guy Clark and Umar Chowdhury here to look back on the win for the Arsenal at the Emirates. And Umar, looking on the result, I have to say at half-time, I was a bit sceptical as to whether we were going to see the Arsenal in the last eight or whether it was going to have to be decided via penalty shootout. But thankfully, second half, they really turned up the side and, and got the job done. Yeah, to be fair, I was hoping it wouldn't go straight to penalties. The first half was a bit difficult, um, but I thought um, we, we got the win. Luckily, we got the goals from Bikau and Eddie and Ketia, so on we go to the quarterfinals. What did you make of the performance as a whole? Did you, did you sort of see it as two half performances, as it were, or I suppose with the amount of changes there were to the starting eleven from Mikel Arteta, kind of expected something maybe a bit disjointed at times? Yeah, I thought I thought he was going to put on a more stronger team, to be honest. But I thought um, we played well in the second half, mostly. I thought the first half was quite drab. Um, there was only a good few performances. I thought Andy Maitland-Niles had a good game. But aside from that, I thought the performance in the first half was a bit quiet. We didn't really dominate and go at least how we should have. But I thought the second half, we done well. Um, we started to get at them more. Um, I, I like the way our midfield was more together. And I thought the front attacking players, Eddie and Ketia, um, Smithro, they done well. So, um, and yeah, Big Cow got the goal as well. And Eddie and Ketia again with the phone line. The phone line keeps ringing for the kid. It certainly does in the League Cup, doesn't it? He scored against Wimbledon. He scored again tonight. Let's talk about Eddie Nketiah then, because obviously there's a lot of talk around his future and Alex Lacazette's future right now. Yet after the Villa game, I'd say I was back in the camp of give Lacazette a contract and just put it in front of him and, and see what he does, whether he signs or whether he does just want to wait until the end of the season. But Eddie Nketiah is in a very similar situation. Are we reaching a point with those kind of backup Arsenal strikers that at least one of them does need to be kept on and, and offered fresh terms? You've always said in the past, I know you've always said um, that you like Eddie Nketiah and he's a reliable striker. There's always been a lot of talk with uh, Balogun, how he should play. Eddie Nketiah is basically on the way out. And I, I don't really disagree with you. Um, Eddie Nketiah if he wanted to stay right now, if he wanted to sign a contract, I would like him. I would like him to stay because I feel like it's on the way out. Aubameyang's reaching the end of his career um, at Arsenal. He's coming to that age. And Eddie Nketiah provides goals. Um, he's a homegrown lad. Um, he's one from the hell end. He knows what it means to play for Arsenal. And he works his socks off um, in the front line. And this season, I think he's starting to come back to the Eddie Nketiah that we saw before he got that injury, before he got that red card. And I thought his performance again today it was good. He was a nuisance towards the Leeds defenders. And again, he knows how Marco Bielsa's this team plays. So um, it, it's, it was a good performance from the kids. So, yeah, let's just move on to the quarterfinals and hopefully we can win this thing because I think it's a great chance to win another trophy. And we're just a few games away from getting to the final at Wembley. And I think, why not? We could, we, we, we're not in many trophies this season, many competitions. We're not, we ain't got Europe. So we only got the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup in to win a trophy. And I think this could be a perfect opportunity for us to win that trophy. Um, to be fair, we saw it, didn't we, in Arteta's first kind of half season that he was in charge, that actually the route into Europe through winning a domestic cup there is some logic to what I'm saying here. It's easier than it is through a 38 league game 
campaign because in the in the cup competitions, if you turn up for a one-off game or a couple of times you turn up for one-off games, as we did in that FA Cup run against Man City and against Chelsea in the final, you can then all of a sudden win a competition and you're qualified again for the the Europa League, whereas in the league it is a full 38-game slog. That obviously, if you're not at it, and Arsenal have shown their inconsistencies, actually it can uh, it can be a lot harder to to get into Europe through that means. So I'm fully with you on that. And I have to say on Enketia, I think tonight's performance just kind of showed the growing maturity of him. I think physically he seems to have matured an awful lot and seems to kind of be able to hold and link the play far better than he ever was. And one thing that's never been in doubt is his ability to score, albeit tonight, he did nearly mess the chance he had up. Yeah, Dean Ketia, again, I go back to it. Um, I like him. I've always liked him. I think he he's basically a striker who's always going to give his all. He may not be the most strongest. He may not have the best hold-up play, but he's a nuisance. And he knows where the goal is. And as a striker, that's what you want. You want output. And to be fair, whenever he's given an opportunity, he's always done well for Mikata, uh, um, since he's always had an opportunity to come into the team. And with Nketiah, I think, again, like it goes back to, it's, it's a perfect opportunity in terms of we could possibly, it's going to be a congested season this season at the table. You see it right now how many positions there are on the table fighting for that top four spot in and around Europe. So if there's an opportunity for us to get into the Europa League um, via the Carabao Cup, why not? And I think now from the quarterfinals, Mikel Arteta will be starting to think we can win this thing. And again, it would it, we've, never, we've not won the Carabao Cup for a long time in the League Cup. So we we can do it. So let's 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 hope that Mikel Arteta now focuses on the Premier League. We've got a big game this weekend against Leicester City. And hopefully the injuries to Ben White is not too serious because that could have dampened the mood um, because he's been a great player in the past previous games. He's starting to get a bit of momentum in his ranks. So we need them to stay fit. And hopefully it's not a serious injury because it didn't look good. It wasn't great for Ben White, was it, in terms of he was just sat there on the grass kind of, well, he, he was lame, wasn't he? Unable to really get on and, and continue playing. That meant that he had to come off. And, of course, Callum Chambers came on for him. And 23 seconds after coming on, he was brought on to obviously be one of those defensive pillars against, alongside, sorry, Rob Holding, who also forced off later on. But I have to say, probably not going to get as much credit as he deserves for his performance, Rob Holding. I thought he was brilliant wearing the, the captain's armband. But... Callum Chambers, he was an early success, I suppose, of Mikel Arteta's early reign at Arsenal, and sh showing that he's, he's still certainly is a, a squad option, got something to offer. Yeah, to be fair, since before Callum Chambers got that knee injury, um, he was starting to pick up a bit of momentum at centre-back. And he was, like you said, Mikel Arteta was picking him week in, week out. And maybe he could be given another opportunity this weekend because I don't think Ben White will make it. I saw from his um, tone of language, his body language, it seemed like it was a muscle injury he picked up. So Rob Holding picked up an injury as well. So Callum Chambers could be finding himself up against Jamie Vardy this weekend. So it's, it's, it's not bad for his confidence that he picked up a goal and he picked up a clean sheet. So I trust Callum Chambers. I've always liked him. Um, he's he's a bit, basically been a bit of a utility man since he joined from Southampton. Sometimes he's been played at right back. Sometimes he's been played at holding midfield. And sometimes he's playing in the heart of the defence. But he's a good lad. He knows what it means to play for Arsenal and he'll give it his all. So hopefully the injury to Ben White's not that big and not that horrific but I trust Callum Chambers but um, what, what, what a challenge is going to be Jamie Vardy this weekend at the King Power 
Yeah, do let us know what you guys make of the uh, result tonight against Leeds United and maybe Arsenal's chances for the remainder of the Carabao Cup, of course, into the quarterfinals now and potentially looking at that opportunity of taking the silverware at Wembley. That is the question we're asking. Can Arsenal now go on and win the League Cup? Of course, we've got to wait and see who the other sides into the quarterfinals are. But Umar, just looking kind of at the run of games that that, Liverpool, uh, that Arsenal have, of course, it's Liverpool off the back of the international break. But prior to that visit to Anfield, I have to say personally, I'm feeling quite confident that there is now momentum building behind Arsenal and actually they can continue this run for a little while. The momentum is starting to pick up. The confidence is starting to pick up. There's a good mood in and around the team. Like prior to the game, I was looking at the training pictures of the team ahead of this game against Leeds United and all the players are smiling. The manager seems like he's got a bit of confidence in his rank as well. The mood's good. And I think winning does that. When you win matches, whether it's in the cup, whether it's in the Premier League, it's just that winning feeling and it, it doesn't get old. And I think now we're starting to get a bit of momentum. And if we can beat Leicester this weekend... Then I'll be thinking, oof, now we could be going on a good run and people start should start fearing us because then after that Leicester game, we play against Watford, um, who are obviously in the relegation battle themselves, and they'll be at home. So I think we should go to the King Power and I think we should we shouldn't fade them at the end of the day. While they're a good team, they haven't had the best of starts to this season and they're not the Leicester of old, how they were last season. And I think we beat them last season at the King Power. It was a good performance. A bit it was from no fans in the ground, but um, why not? I think we, we we got the confidence in our ranks and I think we can do it. I think we can do it. Yeah, we spoke about a few of the attacking players already, but what about the, the, the midfielders and the wingers then? What did you make of them? There was obviously a lot of talk around Gabriel Martinelli and how long Arsenal fans have been waiting to see him be given a chance. He was thrown in today. I have to say, I thought that period kind of midway through the second half when he seemed to go into a more central role uh, alongside Eddie and Ketty, he, he seemed to affect the game more in that area out wide. He, he was kind of running down a few cul-de-sacs and couldn't really get into the game all too much. And I have to say, Nicola Pepe kind of flattered to deceive really at times as well. To be fair, I've just got a comment and someone's agreed. I've just put on screen now. He said the game has shown me why Martinelli's not playing more. So it's interesting because I thought Martinelli had that chance. There's been a lot of talk. We've been speaking about it during the agenda show on uh, Monday to Friday mornings on our channel that Martinelli, this was a perfect opportunity because opportunities for Martinelli is going to come rare at the moment. He's not in the plans of Mikel Arteta and whenever he gets an opportunity, he needs to take it. Because the positions right at the moment, Smith Rowe has nailed that position on the left hand side for me, and Saka Bukayo has nailed that position on the right hand side. And then you've got Pepe who probably comes in after that. So there's a lot of there's a lot of, there's a lot of challenges for Martinelli. And today I thought while he was harrying, I thought second half he played a lot better. He was driving at that Leeds defense like the Martinelli of old. He was causing a lot of problems. He was he was taking on the fullback well. But um while it was not the performance I was looking forward, I thought there was an opportunity for Martinelli to just show Mikel Arteta, I am in your plans. Um, question, question is choices, because I think that's all you can do as players. When you give an opportunity, just make the manager think. And today, I don't think he done that, but um, let's, let's just see what Mikel Arteta thinks about it. Yeah, Texas Goon has also got in touch and on about Gabriel Martinelli as well, kind of understanding maybe why he's not been playing 
because of the way in which he, he played. And I have to completely agree with him. He's got to grab his chances when they do come around. But as I say, I was more encouraged when he's playing maybe in that, that central role as opposed to stuck out in the wide area. I don't think that suited him this uh, this evening against Leeds at all. But in terms of someone who did seize the day and take his opportunity, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Umar. I mean, obviously we know what's going to be coming in January with Thomas Partey and Mohamed Elneny off to the African Cup of Nations. And Granite Jacker will be coming back from injury around that time, but might not yet be at full speed. But it looks as though in Maitland-Niles, he was... Uh, he, Mikel Arteta's got a man he can trust in that midfield. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. It's, it's funny how, how the situation has evolved with um, Ainsley. In the summer, he was on the way out. He was flinging Instagram comments left, right and centre. Please let me go. But I think that conversation that he's had with Mikel Arteta has probably done him well. And I think he will get opportunities in midfield. Um, I'm not still sure that it is his best position in the team um, because I think he's better at right back or full back. Because I think, to be fair, if Ainsley Maitland-Niles wanted to play at full back and he was 100% focused, I think he could be our fullback going forward, but I think he's just set in stone that he wants to be a midfielder. But he had a good game today. I thought first half he was probably one of the better players in the team for a team who was not that good. It was a dry performance. And second half again, I thought he was driving. Defensively, he was assured. He was winning the battles in the midfield duels. And even going forward, I thought his passing was good as well. And I thought he had a good performance. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Maybe that there was that opportunity, didn't he? He had to slide in Eddie and Ketty. He didn't quite get the pass right. It looked like a decent pass, but didn't quite come off him. And I'm not sure he's going to have that incisive kind of passing range that Arsenal are going to want. But I have to say, I do think as a utility option around the pitch, whether it is central midfield that he is kind of craving to be, I don't think he's ever going to be the first name on the team sheet there. But certainly do think that he does add something for Arsenal and obviously is an extra body in there. Final player I want to touch on, Uma, before we do have to, to wrap up, is Bert Leno. Of course, he came into the side today. We've spoken an awful lot about Aaron Ramsdale and you were talking about players who have kind of nailed down positions already in the starting eleven. And I have to say that certainly Aaron Ramsdale seems to be the outright number one for Arsenal. But there was no sulking from Bert Leno tonight. And if the cup competitions are going to be where he gets to play, he certainly uh, impressed tonight in what he had to do first half. There were certainly a couple of instances where he uh, he made sure Arsenal kept that clean sheet. At the end of the day, Guy, all, all Bert Leno can do is once when he's given the opportunity for Mikel Arteta, just on the pitch, just do what he's uh, done for a long time for Arsenal. I think Aaron Ramsdale is the number one now, but we need to give a bit of credit to Bernd Leno. He's like there's been a, too much criticism in the past few months that Bernd Leno's this, Bernd Leno's that. But people need to remember he saved us quite more than often of the time. Yeah. Um, he's made some crucial saves um, over the years, over the months, and we got to remember he's still a good goalkeeper. Um, but again, he came today, no sulking again. He got he done he done the job. He proved he proved why he is a good goalkeeper and why he has been a good goalkeeper for Arsenal over the years. Um, he was dominant and he was good with his feet as well at times as well. So while moving forward, Aaron Ramsdale has nailed that position for me. All Bert Leonard can do is just be a professional, um, just respect the manager, the manager's choice. And if he's given an opportunity. Basically, he's in the market now for me. Bernd Leno is on the move and he's probably got other suitors who are looking closely with interest, whether it's in Germany, whether it's in Europe. And all he can do is basically just prove that he's a good goalkeeper. And if there's chances in the League Cup, if there's chances, say, there's an injury to Ramsdale, all he can do is just perform on the pitch. So that's all he can do. Yeah, certainly. Well, that is up 
it from us then here on this edition of Match Reaction from myself, Guy Clark and Umar Chowdhury. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you stick across the Arsenal Way YouTube channel. We will have Mikel Arteta's post-match press conference coming up on the channel shortly and in- indeed. And of course, Tom and the gang will be back with the Arsenal agenda 9.30am tomorrow morning with that. But in the meantime, keep following us down the Arsenal Way. Mikel, good evening. Have you ever made a substitution which has yielded dividends faster than that one? I don't think so. And uh, I'm so happy in particular for Callum. He totally deserved it. It was a great um, moment because he helped us to win the game. And um, someone that um, deserves the best for who he is as a person and, and how he behaves as a, as a professional. Thank you. James? Hi, Mikel. Obviously, Ben limped out of that game. What's the latest on that injury? Do you think it will be one that will rule him out for Saturday? No, there is a bug going on. Uh, we lost Pablo today as well, that he wasn't feeling great. And, uh, and Ben had it as well for the last day or two. And uh, yeah, he wasn't feeling great. So we decided to, to take him off. Hi, Mikel. Um, considering the competition and you've got a chance of getting to Wembley, was it a gamble to make so many changes to your team tonight? I don't know. It was a decision. Um, I can't keep demanding players um, to do what they do every single day and to keep believing that they have a chance to get in the team. And uh, I can ask them to raise the level so they'll go better. And, uh, and trust them. And, and um, I was calm because I know that they can do it. Obviously, it was against that tough opponent that they play with some of the staff that you can week. Hi, Michael. Just a quick one on Eddie and Ketia. We all know. His contract situation is a bit complicated and it's running out. Does tonight show what he can still offer and maybe give you an idea of what you can do with him going forward? I have no doubt what he can offer. Um, whatever you throw at him, um, he wants more. He demands himself more. And another one that I'm delighted um, to see the performance I have to score the goal and help my team. Because he totally deserves it. But uh, he's got a lot of players as well that they play in that position and he's got a personal situation. But I try to leave that aside and, um, and try to do it by himself. Are there any updates on the contract situation that you're aware of? No. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Simon? Hi, Mikel. Um, I just wanted to ask you what the situation is with Kieran. Do you think he's going to be all right for Leicester? And also, is, is Martin carrying an injury as well? Is that why he wasn't involved tonight? Yeah, they were both out um, with two different injuries. Um, they tried yesterday, but um, they didn't feel great. They wanted to be involved, but um, they weren't good enough to, to be selected today. And hopefully in the next few days, um, they can feel better and, and they can be available for Leicester. And just one on, on Ainsley, mate, and Niles. Obviously, he's, he's struggled for minutes this season. How impressed were you with him in the middle of the park? Well, we have used him a lot. In different moments, uh, he's played minutes and he can cover different positions. That's the, the big bonus that Ainsley has. And again, he kept trying and, and trying to improve every single day. And today, I think he had a really good performance. Yeah, thanks, Mark? 
Fine, Michael. Just to go back to Eddie, if that's okay. Obviously, he had a move breakdown over the summer. He struggled for minutes. Do you envisage that he will move on at the end of the season? Because obviously, he can't be happy only playing twice at this stage of the season. Yes, but uh, we had a situation in the summer um, that we tried to resolve and, and we couldn't either way. And um, that's the contract situation. is more and more common in football for, um, for where we are coming from with COVID and, and a lot of the issues that, uh, that we have to resolve. Um, I have full belief that he is going to be a top, top player and hopefully an awesome. Would he go with your blessing, given that he's, he's not played very much? Would you would you let him go if, if he came to you and asked you to go? So happy to have him in the team, and he's our player, and I consider him and regard him really highly. And um, from my side, I want him to stay. Hi, Mikael. Hi. Hi. Um, you made nine changes to the team that played Aston Villa on Friday night, but you retained two star performers. Emma Smith-Rowe and Ben White. What was the think thinking behind that? Well, the thinking was that it was more a reacting situation. Uh, Martin was going to start the game and uh, he was injured. So we had to pick somebody to play midfield. And the other one was Pablo. Pablo was going to start the game as well. And he couldn't start because uh, he had a bug this morning and he wasn't feeling good. So we had to play Ben. Thank you. Kaya? Uh, hi, Mikel. I just wanted to ask a question about Flo Balogun. Uh, he wasn't involved again tonight. Um, if he continues to not get too many first-team minutes, will you look to send him on loan in January? We will see what happens. Um, again, with Flo, we have a, a really clear project. Um, the steps that he's making, they are the right steps. And don't forget, he's still really, really young. He hasn't played any professional football almost any professional football and you need to go through every phase and, and don't try to bend faces where, when you are not ready to do so. And um, again, I'm really happy with him. He's doing the right progress and in December we will see where we are and what's the best uh, for him as well. Yeah. Uh, also, you include uh, Salah Dean on the bench tonight. I just wanted to, to get a word on the decision behind that and maybe what he's done to get in that position. Rewarding for what he does every day in training, in the games that he's playing, for his attitude and the quality he has. He totally deserves to be with us. Hi, Mikhail. Um, obviously, getting to the quarterfinal means that you've got another game in, in this competition and you've got another chance to give people minutes and to keep people taking over. Is it is it more important even than usual this year to progress in this competition and have a chance to give those minutes to players when you haven't got European games and stuff like that? Yeah, well, obviously, <clears throat> it opens up more space to give opportunities to people. We have trophies that we want to conquer, and, and that's the whole point of it. But, um, it's great to see the players that didn't have a lot of opportunities to, to towards them, the way they played today, the way they competed, and, and the way they won the game against a, a really good side. And then the, the, the celebration that we saw when Callum scored, was that simply an outpouring of you know joy that he scored it in particular, or was, was there any, anything else behind that? Because everyone seemed particularly involved on, on the touchline. I think there is something else there. Um, you see the reaction of his teammates, which they spend time with him every single day. Um, I think it was genuine emotion for him uh, because it's been tough for him. And... Um, and they like him as a person, and, uh, and they know that it was an important moment for him. Thank you.
Find the art. Hi, Mikael. Just on that celebration, I saw on the replay that I think Callum went straight for Nicholas Jova, the set-piece coach. Was that... I mean, did that play any part in that as well? Because I know uh, you guys scored a corner again against... Uh, Bro, there, uh, there were three different coaches that told him, I think, and a player that told him that he was going to score. And uh, probably it was on his ear, so it was a way to say thank you. Well done. <laughs>